0: Hi everyone. I feel like over probably the last six months, I begin uh, all of my talks staring down the camera saying something about uh, the world that we live in. Uh, It's unpredictability, uh, the tension and the stress that we might all be feeling. And and then I kind of go, oh, I'm about to do the same again. So sorry. Over the last um, few weeks at church, we've talked about repenting, turning back to God, something that is a key part of the Christian faith. Um, We've introduced the challenge to set aside Thursdays to pray and to fast. Um, And that comes on the back of other things that we've sensed the Lord saying to us as a church during this COVID season. So first of all, um, the challenge for us all to embrace homeschooling. And um, to take our discipleship and our faith into our homes and to make that the primary place that we uh, learn more about following Jesus and we put into practice what it means to follow him. And then also meeting needs to go out into the world and to make a difference, to show what the kingdom looks like. And it can feel overwhelming. I've got to pray. I've got to fast. I've got to meet needs. I- I've got to be in charge of homeschooling my household in the life of faith. I don't know about you. I, I'm a professional Christian, professional Christian, uh, and I sometimes think, "Oh my word, what have I got to do now?" And I'm part of the. I'm part of the. You know, setting this. <laughs> um, how we respond to things like that, whether it be stuff in culture or society, our messages that we receive from our church families. You know, we're asking people to consider doing this now. Uh, reveals so much about us. Um, it reveals uh, our sense of who we are. And also what we're rooted in and um, what we live by. It reveals who we are and what we live by. So those times when we feel overwhelmed um, or we feel we couldn't do it or we feel that we have failed um, are opportunities for us to go deep into our identity. Who am I and what am I rooted in? Identity is a really big battleground in the culture that you and I live in. Uh, A lot of modern culture and a lot of modern philosophy is all, that's what it all comes back to, this kind of core sense of identity. Who are you and how do you live? Uh, Today's passage reminds us of two amazing truths of the gospel that speak really powerfully to us and to our culture about identity. Um, We are in Matthew's gospel, Uh, We are in chapter 3 and we are reading about the baptism of Jesus. So that's Matthew chapter 3, reading from verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you. Do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. There are two things I want to pull out of this passage about identity that the gospel reminds us. Um, Firstly, that uh, an identity is something that we can receive. uh, An identity is something that we can be rooted in. So an identity that is received and an identity that is rooted. Firstly, an identity that is received. Because of the baptism of Jesus Christ, you and I can become children of God. Because of the baptism of Jesus Christ, you and I can become children of God. It is amazing. The baptism of Jesus is Jesus's full identification with you and me. Saying that I fully human Jesus fully divine but fully human and it points as such to the work of the cross. Jesus takes the baptism of John, the baptism of repentance for sin that he doesn't need to take because it's pointing to the cross when he will take the punishment of sin in your place and in my place and it points beyond that to the resurrection and to new life. So Jesus' baptism points us to the fact that actually God is opening a way for us to be brought Back to him through the work of the cross and the resurrection where we become children of God. I love how um, Paul in his writings uses the word metamorphosis to talk about what it is to become a Christian. The process in which a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. One thing to another thing. And when you and I accept the work of Jesus at the cross and resurrection. Accept that he died in our place for our sins. We go through a metamorphosis. We go from um, living as slaves to sin to being children of God. We receive a new being, a new identity. That is amazing. Our culture tells us that identity is something that we can choose. We can choose our identity. You can choose who you want to be. But when you've chosen one, how do you know you've chosen the right one? So you could choose another one really or oh, the other thing i know is that so much about me is is not actually choice i can't change who i was born to where i was born when i was born and um, and so much of that's happened in my life that shaped me so much of my identity is received in jesus we are offered a perfect identity as a child of god an identity that will never change that is not fluid and depends solely on the perfect love and work of God at the cross and resurrection. When we grasp that, not just up here, but here, it changes how we are in the world, how we respond to the stuff of life. So when church leaders, that might be me, say things like, we think we need to go into a season of prayer and fasting, or we think God might be calling us to learn how to homeschool, our starting point is I don't... I don't have to do this in order to be a good Christian. Our starting point is, I'm a child of God. Where is God leading me in this? How does he want me to be in this? So that is an identity received. I wonder what identity we are living out, you are living out of. Do you start each day reminding yourself that you are a child of God? Have you consciously chosen to become a child of God? In a world where identity is fluid, the baptism of Jesus reminds us that there is an identity that we can receive that is constant and secure. So that's an identity received, but also an identity that is rooted. Because of the baptism of Jesus Christ, you and I can be fully rooted in the unconditional love of God. The unconditional love of God. Jesus' baptism in water is followed by his baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I first preached on this passage as a newly ordained reverend and I was struck by the words uh, of the father over the son. And um, Let's hear them again. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And it struck me as I was thinking about it that are they the words of the father over me because I am in Christ? And I read a few commentaries and they kind of alluded to it but didn't kind of nail it. So I emailed an academic theologian who had written big commentaries on the book of Matthew and said, I'm thinking about saying this, that the words of the Father over the Son, because of the cross and because of my new identity in Jesus, are the words of the Father over me. Uh, Can I please say that? I got this email straight back. Of course you can. You must say that. The unconditional love of the Father declared at the baptism of the Son is the unconditional love of the Father over all of us who are children of God. You are my child. With you, I am well pleased. You get a beginning of a, just a small picture of what this might look like um, in, in, the, in, in the love, the, un- the kind of unconditional love that a parent might have for a child. I remember when Jonathan was born and I was left um, suddenly in a hospital room uh, on my own with this um, sp- small new life in a cot and I pulled a chair up and I looked over into the cot. Um, 30 minutes in this world and I remember two thoughts hit me. I looked in and I thought to myself, I don't know you. I don't know a thing about you. And straight away, almost like pushing that first thought out of the way, came a second thought, welling up deep inside me. But I know I'd do anything for you. I am broken, Uh, I'm a fragile, finite human being, and that is my love for my child. The perfect God of heaven loves each and every one of us with an unconditional, never-ending, never-breaking, never-stopping, never-giving-up love. This is the love that we are invited as children of God to root ourselves in. I love how Paul, uh, in his letter to the Ephesian church, um, uses the illustration of us like a plant being rooted and established in love. Love is the love of God, the unconditional love of God is the soil in which you and I grow as followers of Jesus, grow to become more like him. If you've tracked with B&A over a few years, you'll know that I love uh, George Muller, a man formerly of this parish. And you know that I love the bit where Muller says the chief task I must attend myself to each and every day is to find my soul happy in the love of God. If I am a child of God and I remind myself of that daily and then the chief task I do or I attend to is to find my soul happy in that love of God, how the rest of the day goes can be amazing no matter what it throws at me. Culture says you can root yourself in all sorts of things. God offers us a secure foundation, his unconditional, never-ending love. Root yourself in that, he says. Hear my favour and my delight over you because you are my child, and then you'll live your life out from that. I wonder where where you are rooted. Where you're rooted will be where you get your energy from, uh, what consumes you. Are we, daily, seeking to place ourselves firmly in the love of God as children of God and then live our lives out like that, live an identity out that flows from that? The world has always been unpredictable and has always been changing and has never really been very sure. We've just been reminded quite clearly over the last few months of that. The love of God has always been sure, has always been certain. And in this COVID season, I think that what God is inviting us into, to remind ourselves again that we are his children, and that he loves us unconditionally, and to live out whatever comes in the light of that. As we got to the end of um, August, I had a sense that the Lord um, wanted to invite us as a church to experience the fullness of life in the Spirit, to, to be baptised again in the Spirit, to receive the Spirit, to receive an identity as a child of God, to root ourselves in his love, to use the language from today's passage. And so I'd like to end by just inviting us all who want to, to, to receive the Holy Spirit again, Uh, As Jesus came up out of the water and the spirit alighted on him just to basically say, Lord, would you alight on me?